Welcome to the Rebel Fitness Podcast. This is Robbie and Cindy. I'm Robbie, that's Cindy. It is Tuesday, December 8th, 2015, and it's 11.08 a.m., but if you're listening to this, it's actually Tuesday, December 15th, and today's topic is travel, because I'm going to Japan on this coming Thursday, which was, if you're listening to this, last Thursday, and I'm in Japan right now. <laughs> okay. And if you followed that, good on you. <laughs> um, where have you traveled? No, let's start over. What do you think of traveling? <laughs> do you like to travel? I do like to travel. Um, but most of my experiences in travel have been really, really good. So I really, I really like seeing new places and meeting new people. So I have traditionally not liked to travel. Like my whole life, I've traveled all over the world. I've lived all over the world. And I've never liked it until now. Like now I'm like excited to travel. But I think a big part of it is that I was saying this the other day, but I think when you're young, you shouldn't travel. Like it gives you good perspective in a sense, but the people I've known and myself, you not only don't appreciate it, you usually don't even like it. Like, what do you think about that? <laughs> well, I feel a little sad that you didn't like your travels when you were young, but I actually think if I'd known what I know now about how to travel um, with kids, that that would you would have liked it better, and I think it's a great thing to do with kids. But you have to. I think the problem with traveling with kids, uh, from the kids' perspectives, is they have so little control over what's happening. Oh yeah. Like one of my, and maybe it's not the same. You did. You didn't have the same experience. But when you and your brother and I went to New York, and you picked all the places where we ate, and he picked all the places where we went, and I just paid for the hotel. Do you remember? How that? old was I? Because. It's amazing how little of that trip I remember. Yeah, you were um, still in high school. Yeah, but I have plenty yeah. of pretty solid... No, actually, no. My memories from high school are pretty vague now. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> well, and, and we've learned that, you, that your high school was not the most pleasant four years of your life, too. So maybe that's why you wouldn't remember a lot maybe. of that trip. Yeah. But you did an amazing job of picking where we ate. Um, like you picked a Spanish restaurant and some seafood restaurant and an Italian restaurant. Wow. And That's so funny because just the other day I was saying that usually kids remember things that happen. Uh, like if there's an adult and a kid, the kid will remember everything in like excruciating detail and the adult will be like, I don't know what you're talking about. So I think what it actually is, is my memory is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually... Uh, not to get too geeky, but I have learned something about memory. And if you don't have someone, when you're a kid, if you don't have someone, um, not regurgitating, but but discussing the things that you did after you did them, your memories don't form as well. Oh. So, um, and I'm I'm sure that I didn't do that. We didn't make a big deal of the trip when we got back. We didn't talk about the experiences that we had. I talked about them with my friends, so I remember the details. But if you guys didn't talk to people oh, maybe, about that trip yeah. or with each other or with me then you wouldn't remember it either um because that's that's part of cementing our memories is discussing them so we're gonna remember <laughs> our <laughs> podcast years <laughs> very that's well true so but anyway so I, I the part of the reason why i'm so excited to travel now is because I do a daily vlog for one thing. But just for another thing, I'm really excited to go to different places and experience it on my own terms without like 
like this trip to Japan is gonna be really fun because I, there's no itinerary. We've got some specific, like a kind of basic outline of the things we want to do. I'm gonna go see my old host family. I'm gonna see an, an exchange student that we did an exchange program in high school for two weeks. And I'm still in contact with one of the exchange students. So I'm gonna go visit her for a day. And that's really exciting. All those things are really exciting. But what's so exciting about it is I don't have to, like I can decide to do whatever I want. You know, and I can just go explore. And it's a really nice change of pace from every other time I've traveled. It's been for a purpose or like a wedding, a concert. Like I went to Germany for a concert and that's all I wanted to go to the, go to Germany for that. I had no interest in traveling at that time. So everything around it was just like, ugh. but I don't know. I just have more of a curiosity about things too. Now it's like, I just want to see other stuff and I want to explore things and, and well, uh, not put words in your mouth, but you're much more open-minded now. Well, that too. But it's also like, I feel like I got my regular life a little more, the way I like it. So now I'm not feeling like I'm, this kind of sounds strange maybe, but I, I feel like I've got my stuff in order. So now I can go experience other things. Cause before I've always felt like dissatisfied with various aspects of anything, you know? And I feel like when you're dissatisfied, it's hard to go experience something different because you feel like you're neglecting the actual main part of your life that you still haven't gotten the way you like it yet. Yeah. Oh. Maybe that's that's a good perspective. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I know that that for my adult life, whenever I've traveled, I've tried to really enjoy it while I was there, but really dreading going home because I know everything's backed up, and, <laughs> and you know, it's just well, takes it takes weeks to recover from it. That's funny because that's kind of like what I've been talking about in general. Is like after I come back from a work trip or whatever, like I spend like a few hours or sometimes like a whole day getting my stuff back in order. I'm like, I got to get this bank thing done. this, And then you, you come home and you say, I'm going to bed. <laughs> so maybe that's why you've been able to enjoy travel in the past is even if your stuff's not in order, you can compartmentalize it and be like, oh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll just, the next time I need to go, if I haven't unloaded the, the, the bag that, that was loaded from that week, <laughs> I'll just, just take, I'll just take a different, one. no, I'll just take a different bag. <laughs> oh God. It's even worse than I thought. <laughs> although when i say that like that's been recent so like every other week i go to missouri and then two weeks later i go to cincinnati Mm. and they're only just for one or two days so so where is the favorite place you've traveled to oh they're all exciting um for different reasons but i but i'd have to say that belize is the most relaxing place i ever went um mostly because i went as an adult without children and with adult friends where we just had absolutely no agenda and it was all on island time which meant you know if the ferry was supposed to come every half hour it might be on the quarter hour it might be (laughs) once an hour and nobody cared you just you just kind of go at a really really slow slow pace and the weather was beautiful and it was beautiful and the water was like the color of your shirt bright blue and i used to look at pictures of that and go they photoshopped that i know they did but um but they didn't really um it really is that pretty so ironically the last place i traveled to for just travel and what kind of the so germany when i went to that concert even though the trip kind of sucked because me and my brother for some reason we were just like annoying the crap out of each other the whole time and there was other 
circumstances and stuff too. I still was, I'm like, I really want to go back and like experience it properly. I think maybe that's kind of why I look back on it fondly is because I'm like, Oh, I want to go back there and actually experience it for real. But, um, the, I, so I've been to Japan, China, Brazil, France, Germany, Canada, Belize, and lots of places in the U.S. And my goal for 2016 is to go to Europe because Europe is like kind of an unknown for me. I've been to France and Germany, but both of those trips were so short. Like France was when I was younger, so I don't remember much of it. Yeah, we just, and we literally just went to Paris. Yeah. And Germany was so short. It was literally almost a weekend. It was maybe a full week, maybe five days. I don't know. It wasn't that long. So I don't, I didn't really get to experience it, but I want to go to Europe for like two weeks at least. And I want to experience it and just, I don't know, do stuff. I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird because like, uh, I feel like a lot of times, I don't, I don't know. I've only really done traveling for the sake of travel. Never. Have I ever done travel just for the sake of travel? Yeah, you went to Belize with me. Just Yeah, but just by myself, I mean. Oh, by yourself, no. Of my own initiative. Like, not necessarily by myself with no other people, but of my own. How about the own. trip to Indonesia? Yeah, that wasn't my idea. I didn't like traveling then either. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I've been to Indonesia. I don't know. It's just, I can't explain why, but just when I was a kid, like, it just always felt like so much of a hassle. I hated flying. It was like, my sense of time was always like so bored on those planes. But now, like, I don't know what it is. My my sense of like a seven hour car ride is not that bad. I'm like, oh, whatever. Well, I know what it is. You have stopped letting your life happen to you. And you've decided every moment, including your moments on a plane, that you will find something to be engaged in. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe Even if it's just it, yeah. sleep. Yeah. But at least you will do it on purpose as opposed to, I'm so bored. Yeah. No, I remember the whole time we lived in China, Just I just missed cereal and video games. And I was like, this sucks, dude. Is it, you don't have cereal or video games. <laughs> Speaking of which, have you seen the pollution problems in Beijing right now? I have heard about them. That is like a nightmare. I would give up every piece of electronics I have if there were a choice between electronics and fun and clean air. I would I'd be like... Well, you would think human beings in general do that since you can live without electronics. You cannot live without clean air. Yeah, no. I Even in 2001, when we went back to visit there... The fog was nightmarish. It was literally you wake up and there's just fog and you can't see. Like really? when we lived there it wasn't like that. No, it wasn't. Like you had lived plenty there of clear in days. 1995 and 96. Right. And and it was even then if you if you jogged or something they would recommend that you wear a mask because everything was heated by coal generated stuff. You know, or the electricity was coal generated so there was a lot of coal dust everywhere. Right. Um but Lots of clear blue skies oh, on yeah. occasion. I yeah, remember yeah. specifically. And if you got out into the country, which may still be the case, if you got out into the country, um, you could see a lot of stars at night and stuff that you couldn't see in the city. But the city just had a lot of light. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've talked with what well, I don't know if we've mentioned on here, but I have a, a foreign exchange student who lives with me from Beijing, China, and her her folks have um, invited me to come to China and visit after you know 
after this is all over. And one the only problem that I have with it is the pollution. I'm like, well, but I don't want to go there and breathe that stuff. <laughs> I, you know, if you take me to the countryside, then maybe. And I would love to go to the countryside, but I don't want to be driving around. That's, and right, it's walking really around interesting. In yeah, because I have no desire to go to China now. I've after living there for a year, like my my ideas of it are so tainted by my experiences of the past that I like whether it is good or not, I have no desire to go there. And it's not a judgment value or, or judgment call or anything on it. It's just, yeah, no desire to go on there. But I do want to ask. So here is a funny thing is the difference is in cultures. How do you maintain your own identity and truth in a different culture? For example, Japan is very like uh, it's a very dense population. So everybody has to be very aware of how they're interacting with other people and what they're doing, how, how what they're doing affects other people. But it's like, it's kind of an extreme self-consciousness in public. In private, everybody's just the same, normal, right? I'm wondering how I will interact with people because it's not, it's a very like, uh, it's almost like you're acting. Like formal? It's very yeah, formal. formal, yeah. Yeah. So if you're talking to a cashier or whatever, like this is, it's just a cultural difference too. It's not even so much like a population density thing, but you wouldn't just chit chat with the receptionist. Like they have a very strict script that they always stick to. So it's like, it kind of goes against my every interaction, every moment, because you can't really do or maybe that's just, I can still do it one-sided and just, I, I was going to say, isn't there that comedian who is like totally ridiculous, who goes into office spaces and embarrasses the crap out of people for a television show? <laughs> that guy. Oh, hard gay. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. That's yeah. true. So I would, I, well, here's, here's what I think. I think you have to be respectful of other people's cultures. When you go there, at least for me, when I go to a different place, it's not so I can have everything the way it is in the United States. Right. You know, I I know what this is like, well, at least in the Midwest. I'm, you know, I have a little trouble in other places yeah. going, oh, really? I didn't know people acted that way. <laughs> um, but when you go to another country, I think that's part of it. But also, you can, you can still be yourself and be respectful and learning and all of that stuff. It, and still be yourself. Like my my experience, and I'm just going to take China because I spent the most time there. You know, blonde hair, blue eyes, kind of chubby in a in a nation of where at least all the adults were like tiny, tiny, tiny. Um, it took me a while to understand how how I could be me and still respect their um, their ways and try to be open-minded about understanding what was going on but when i when i was myself you know i tried my broken chinese i you know practiced this or that everyone there was very excited to help me um unlike what would happen if they came here and if they didn't speak perfect english you know they'd be like i oh, can't yeah. understand you that's a, it's a really very sad different thing. thing it's a very different thing you know what i think it is i think it's like a, a cosmic karma type of thing this nation is literally nothing but immigrants and we treat immigrants like crap not even immigrants we treat tourists like crap yeah like how dare you not speak english how i'm not even going to make an effort to try to speak english slower for you it's like it's so perverted that it's like uh 
bizarre. <laughs> yeah. I, I often tell people the story about um, when I was living in China and I got sick and and I wanted some Vicks vapor, vapor rub or something like it. So I go to this apothecary um, and there's you know a couple of people working there and I'm trying to explain in Chinese that I want this medicine for my chest that smells really strong. So I can't even remember now what all the words are, but I'm trying. So the one clerk is helping me, then another clerk comes to help me, and then another customer comes over to try to help. <laughs> By the time we got finished, there were like 15 customers, three employees, <laughs> all gathered around me, and I'm you know explaining, explaining, and literally somebody came up with some mentholatum rub for me. Wow. And but it took you know 20 minutes and you know 20 people. But can you imagine a foreigner of any immigrant and or tourist walking into CVS trying to explain what they wanted? At our CVS, yeah. Well, yeah, there'd be people, yeah. But in, at, in, at lots it, of CVSs, yeah, no. Yeah. Or, you know, in any, let's just take any store. But yeah, we have a really, we have a really fun CVS. They are, yeah, they're, they're very friendly, friendly and very helpful. <laughs> um, good on CVS at 136th the Meridian in Carmel, Indiana. <laughs> Just give them that plug. Um, but but it would be difficult because, generally speaking, even if they are speaking good English, if they've got a slight accent at all, they the, people in the store or people on the street will be like, I can't understand you. I can't understand you. Well, yeah, yeah, you could if you just listened a little, if you just tried. But it's some kind of resentful that, hey, I got mine. I'm here. I already belong here and you don't. Um, it's It's very arrogant. But... It's also part of being scared and believing there's scarcity. And oh, so yeah. there's lots of reasons for it. Well, so it, I very much imagine anybody who reacts that way has never traveled. Yeah. Because as soon as you travel and you have no ability in a foreign language, you feel that helplessness. Yeah. And you would immediately empathize with that person who came in, couldn't speak English. You'd be like, oh. I know what you're going through. I know what you're going through. Yep. I know what you're going through. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you haven't experienced and that and you and you want to you want to experience where no one helps you? Um, go to France and don't speak any French. Don't study any ahead of time, and and you can find people that will be helpful. I I'm, I'm not speaking for the whole thing, but in the stores, yeah, not that helpful. Is that what your experience was? That was when we definitely went there? my experience. So we ended up the whole time we were there just eating at the pastry shops where we could point to what we wanted to eat. <laughs> <sighs> Wow. Yeah. You know, I'd really like to go to France just to experience what that's like. Like, I, I don't think I'd take it so personally the way I would before. Yeah. Like I, used to, I, I, I mean, I still have that programming to take things very personally, but I'm trying to move away from taking things personally and just being like, because, oh. and like we talked about this before, but as soon as you are being yourself, then that, when other people do things, you don't take it so personally because you're like, well, I'm still getting to be who I want to be. Yeah. So. It just it, it it sort of makes people without even without even realizing it, once you are just yourself, it deflates the tension sometimes. Just yeah, I'm really sorry I can't speak your language, <laughs> and if you can't help me, that's okay. You know, you don't want to help me, that's okay too. I yeah, it's all right. I'll find somebody, <laughs> like, or I'll, I'll go to the pastry shop and I'll point to what I want. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Japan is an interesting thing for me because I speak. Japanese pretty well yeah like getting around is zero problem talking to people zero problem I can't really philosophize with people I can but my vocabulary is limited enough that it's difficult but as far as I could interact I could live there very easily yeah so going there is really trivial 
for me. Like I, I haven't even like prepared for the trip. I'm like, oh, whatever, you know, it's good. I, I have a place to stay. I speak Japanese. I got enough money saved up for it. Do you have a passport and do you need a visa? You don't need a visa. I have a passport. Okay, just, just asking. <laughs> <laughs> Since you're leaving tomorrow morning at 6.45 a.m. Oh, day after tomorrow. A day after tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Or four or five days ago. <laughs> Depending on um, when you hear this. But going to a country where you don't speak the language, that's interesting. So you watch a guy named Rick Steves. Yeah. And he's really interesting to watch because he's always talking about traveling as if you're a local, like not doing all the big tourist traps and trying to like interact with the locals and stuff. Have you watched any? Does, does he give tips on how to make that happen? He really doesn't talk about, la- you know, the language or anything like that, but he does talk about cultural norms and and that, you know, interactions with human beings. Um but I don't think he likes it. He tells you how to do it. Oh, well, okay. Where do you want to go travel? Do you have a desire to travel right now? Or do you feel like right now your purpose in life is something different? Yeah, right now my purpose in life is something different. Um, I don't really have a great desire to travel, period. All of my, all of my travel things um, that I have in mind are very purposeful. Um, like there are people I want to see in certain places and I want to do that. Right. But right now my, all my focus is on what I'm doing here mm-hmm. and, and the interaction I'm having with, with, with my family, my neighbors, my, my students, my, you know, my, my, my little world right now. But someday, someday I'd like to travel and I'd like to, I'd like to have touched on every continent someday. That's kind of a, Oh, yeah. A, a bucket list kind of thing for me. And and at one time, I thought I'd be able to do it by combining it with another bucket list item, which I've never talked about on this. But I would like to see all the versions of Cirque du Soleil. Um, oh, yeah. Except for now, at the time that I made that one of my bucket list things, they had like 10. There's not like hundreds. <laughs> There's so many of them that I don't think I'll ever be able to. But they're in, you know, they're in different countries. I've seen like six or seven of them now. Um and and it's it's not as um, I don't know it's not as concise as it used to be so yeah, I don't know you know what <laughs> I think is that there's no like I think a lot of people say oh you got to travel you got to travel I don't think that you necessarily do I think it's totally okay to in fact this is I have multiple thoughts on this one thing I I want to travel and I want to see lots of different stuff I like the idea of being this like I can, it kind of goes with my minimalist philosophy, but I want to be able to move, you know, I want to be able to be like, Oh yeah, let's do this. You're a nomad. Yeah. I don't want to be held down by anything. I love having a home base. I love having all my stuff in one spot. And I love like being like, this is where I live. This is where I'm from. And I think that's great. But I also don't like the idea of being like, Oh yeah, I can't, I'm not mobile. I can't move. I can't change my mind. I'm stuck, you know? And I think if you, as long as you don't feel that way, like if you don't want to travel, like that's totally cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any requirement to travel. Um, I know plenty of wonderful people who live their life to the absolute fullest who have never been out of their hometown. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's a valid way to live your life. Um, I just, I just enjoy it. What I. What I don't, the kind of travel that I don't enjoy, which I've only got sucked into once or twice, and that is like 
there are certain places that you need to go and you go there, you take your picture, show that you were there and you leave. Mm. Like I've places in, in, in China are like that. There are certain mountains you should climb there, you know, different parks you should go to different yeah. things. And lots of people go there, get to the top, take their picture and go right back down. Which I just find like totally like <laughs> a waste of life yeah. for me. Now for them, that uh, seems to it, it it satisfies them. That's what they're looking for, which is a perfectly valid way to do it. It just for me, I'm like, no, no, I I climbed all the way up there. I want to spend an hour or two yeah. at the top enjoying the view. What do you think about traveling alone versus traveling with other people? Oh, <laughs> I find that a very interesting question because until the last few years, I would have said I would never travel alone. Uh -huh. Now I believe I would. But I also have only been in a movie theater by myself to watch a movie twice. Mm -hmm. And they've all been since I reached the age of 50. <laughs> and the first one was traumatic for me it what? was absolutely traumatic i went to see chicago when it at, when it first came out the musical chicago uh -huh. i went to the theater by myself and was so uncomfortable that i had to go again the next day by myself so i could enjoy the movie wait when was this uh this was whenever that came out like well, i mean 10 years ago i guess it wasn't 50 yet i was close to 50 2005 was that right after you got divorced yeah i was Oh, I imagine that could be pretty traumatic. It's like <laughs> <laughs> but like I know people who their whole lives have gone. If they want to see a movie, they just, you know, go. Well, I think it's directly proportional. Like, cause I, when I lived in New York, when I first moved there, I was by myself and I was very much self-conscious about everything. I felt like I still wasn't doing the right thing, blah, blah, blah. Doing anything by myself, I was just like, oh, I'll just stay at home and it's weird, but I think the more comfortable you are with whatever your path is in life and whatever your current sta status is, then the more comfortable you'd be about doing anything by yourself. Yeah. Like, what is wrong with doing anything by myself, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it took me a long time to learn that. Um, and then the next time I went was years later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever been to a movie by myself, really? actually. Yeah. I've, I've always been told I, that I... I can't. No, I used to like have a thought that like, oh no, I can't go by the movie by myself. And people go on dates on movies. I should be going on a date. <laughs> <laughs> or going with friends or taking my kids or yeah. taking somebody. Like there are lots of animated shows that I used to take you guys to when you were little. And the last one that we actually went together was Little Mermaid and you were slightly too old for it. <laughs> but I made you go anyway. Um, and you like the music, so it wasn't that bad. Oh. Um but now, for a while, then, if 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 a animated show came out, I would try to find somebody else's kids to take. Oh right, yeah. Um, and and it's the reason that I never never watched The Lion King because I didn't have kids that I could rely on at that time. You know what is the <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate? This is kind of tangential, but not really. I the attitude of there's something in the oven. Yes, there is. Do I need to pause it? No. Okay. <laughs> well, except actually, if you could pause it. I would like it. I will pause it. Kind of dejected, like, oh, I guess whatever, I can't get it. But just like, do everything you can to get whatever you want. And then if you don't get it, just be like, cool, I got options. <laughs> yeah, it's actually um, something we learned at, um, what the heck was it called now? 
Beyond your best? Yeah, beyond your best. Um, high commitment, low expectation. <laughs> like, like, just... I forgot. That just, is what that is, isn't that it? That is. It's, it's go with all the gusto you can, and but don't expect to get everything exactly the way you want, but, like, do the process. Um, like, I, I feel like I've hit a breakthrough with this word enjoy mm-hmm. because... There's no, there is absolutely no such thing as not in being able to enjoy something. There's no such thing. It's, it's, you can enjoy every single moment. People, people say that to me sometimes. It's like, well, I'm, you know, I want to enjoy my whole life. I want to enjoy it. If you think it means finding joy that's already in it, then no, you can't. Mm-hmm. But if you understand that it means I'm going to put joy into everything I do. Then you can. There literally could be nothing that you wouldn't enjoy if you took the time to do. To okay, put so the joy we're not in. talking about things like torture. No, although, uh, well, I, I would suppose that <laughs> maybe it's kind of like that time like, I was getting those shots and I would start laughing. Yeah, maybe, or or like um, the episode of Serenity where Mal and and the pilot are being tortured and. And Mal's making jokes to keep him All from right, yeah. yeah. Like, like, why not? Why, why, why do anything else? I'm not That's sure that I. Point, I'm not yeah. sure I'll have the the wherewithal if I'm ever tortured. Yeah. <laughs> to do that, but I hope that I at least can try. You know, I'm going to have the pain regardless. That's true. Yeah. No, it's very true. It. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's okay, kinda... so I'm going to wait for the next time I have a really bad cold and I'm going to see if I can enjoy it. <laughs> Put some joy into having that uh, cold or being sick. Yeah, that's a great idea. I'm going to try. Yeah, you know, if you really just like kind of leaned into the sickness and be like, I'm sick. I'm playing every video game I have, son. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I was sick, I was like, I am sick. I'm not getting up. I'm not going to try to do anything. I'm going to know the world will go on without me. And I'm watching Downton Abbey. <laughs> Front to back. <laughs> oh, man. So, monetary considerations for traveling. It, of course, it costs money. I think that, uh, like anything, it's you kind of have to get to the mindset that buying experiences is always more exciting than buying things. Like, I, I think they've done some research studies on that, but you're always going to be more happy with an experience rather than a thing. Yeah, your, your uh, infatuation with a thing wears off. Right. Yeah, which is, which is something you need to, I think, keep in mind in relationships. Because if you don't continue to experience each other anew, then you will, you'll, you will lose that infatuation. But if you always look at the person as someone who's changing and you're changing like oh i get to i get to see who you are today you will never lose that attachment but once you think you know them and and you kind of get into a pattern that's when relationships go awry and i'm not talking about just romantic relationships either yeah, but any relationship anything, any, yeah. any kind of relationship but especially romantic relationships um my good friend ingrid used to all, often tell me the story about Every morning, she and her husband sit at the breakfast table and say, I can't wait to find out who you are today. (laughs) (laughs) 
and it's just to remind them that you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be the same as i was yesterday i might be crazy today i might be joyful today i might be it's funny because i think that a lot of interactions with other people is a just a simple process of show and tell yeah just like a, a kid, you know, kids come up to me like, I got a test on Thursday. I'm like, great. <laughs> but that's like the same thing you do with other people. Oh, check out what I learned. Check out this thing that I'm excited about right now. Yeah. Or like in the grocery store the other day, maybe, did I mention it yesterday during the podcast? Well, even if I didn't mention it again, I'm in the Kroger's last Thursday, standing in line. I've already shopped for everything I want to shop for. And the woman in front of me is unloading her cart. And she picks up this bundle of roses and turns around and looks at me like she's known me my whole life and goes, aren't these beautiful? These are the most beautiful roses I've ever seen. And they're only $3. I was like, really? She said, yeah, I just decided to just buy some for myself. I'm going to put them all around the house. And I was like, where'd you find them? (laughs) And I got out of line and went and bought some, took some to my mom, made her very happy. I gave some to Joy. She was sick. That made her very happy. And I left some here for me and made me really happy. But it was all because that woman just turned around out of the clear blue sky and said, look at these roses. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, it's kind of interesting because I I don't know if this is the truth or not, but I kind of feel like it is. I, I feel like everybody's actually an extrovert and they're not introverts in the sense that everybody wants to talk to other people and communicate with other people. I have not really seen an exception to that rule. There was a, at Beyond Your Best, they were talking about the only truth that the instructor has ever seen has been that everybody wants to love other people and be loved by other people. And he says, I don't know if that's actually the truth, but he hasn't seen an exception to it. And in the same way, I don't think I've seen an exception to that either. Yeah, I don't think I have either. Um, Even the most hermit-like people that I've ever met are usually like that because they've been hurt sometime and... And, and they've just decided that no pain of interaction is better than the pain of interaction. But under it all, they really want to be loved. Yeah. And love somebody. Other people. I, this, this episode is about travel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how we strayed to here. Well, okay. Well, let's try to bring it back, though, because I, I think that that's, that's the reason for traveling is to experience other things. And for me, unless I was going with someone, I'm not sure that I would enjoy going to beautiful scenery by myself. I, I, I probably would for a little bit, but I'd, I'd part, of, part of enjoying or, or, or finding joy in things for me is then talking to somebody about it. Right. So I was actually thinking about that when we were talking about traveling alone versus traveling with other people. If I were traveling alone, I wouldn't go to, I I wouldn't focus on locations and things and stuff. I would focus on trying to find ways to interact with other people. Like I don't go to bars, but I would go to bars in foreign countries just to talk with random people. I think that'd be really fun. Yeah. Just be like, I'm just going to start talking to these random people. Yeah, I think it would be fun. Like, I like I like to go to countries where there are markets, like street markets, which we don't have a lot of here. You know, maybe on Saturday Farmers Market, and they're really small. But you know, lots of countries um, have areas where they have markets, open air markets, all the time. And I think that's the coolest place to interact with people because you get to first of all you get to see all the stuff. 
and then they get to tell you about it. You get to tell them what you're looking for or, you know, what you might be interested in. And it, and it leads to conversations about unique things. Coffee shops are another place that's really good for that. Formal restaurants are not. Yeah, formal You know, I just started, I just realized what the word formal means. It means, it, you start with the word form. So there's a form you have to follow. That's why I don't like formal oh, things. Form, yeah formal have i talked about the story about the girl i talked to at the coffee shop on the podcast yet i can't remember but that's okay do it again (laughs) so i randomly struck up a conversation with a girl at a coffee shop because she had a little sticker of a naruto character on her laptop Mm. which is naruto is like a cartoon that i know of it's like oh she's probably interested in similar things i'm interested in so i talked to her just for a few minutes and then it was just whatever and then i gave her my phone i was like oh text me sometime if you want to hang out so then like a few weeks later, she texted me and then during the course of the conversation, when we met up, I found out she was married and I was like, yo, dog, <laughs> I was like, dog, you could have told me this anytime and she wasn't wearing a ring. So it's not my fault. I was like, why didn't you tell me this earlier? <laughs> well, I never actually said that to her and I don't know why I didn't say it to her. Like it was just so shocking to me. I, I couldn't bring it up. And like, I felt stupid for not knowing it ahead of time when in reality it was like, like, how could you yeah, possibly how could I have known? Know? Yeah. How did you take on the guilt of that? Yeah. No, it's cause I'm good at that. <laughs> <laughs> I trained you well. <laughs> oh yeah. But uh, no, I, I just think that type of stuff's really fun. And like, that's kind of where I want to, that's kind of like the type of person that I want to be. So traveling in a way is a way to help me get more towards that. I don't want to be anymore somebody who's just like closed off to new people or closed off to showing my true self to people no matter what the circumstance is. So I think it's just like a really good sense of practice to go to different places and be like unafraid of talking to people, you know? Yeah, because I think deep down before there's social and cultural conditioning parental conditioning the trauma of elementary school conditioning <laughs> all of those things that everybody is is generally happy and loving um when you look at videos and pictures of babies of any race born anywhere in the world they they're pretty much the same unless they have some physical issues some you know birth defects or you know sickness or or something like that. Um, and then when you see in the in the most affluent areas, you see children playing together, and in the most poverty-stricken, have nothing, not even enough food that day to eat, but they've got enough energy to play. They're all playing. It's not until somebody points out that there that that there are differences. Or oh yeah, yeah. So my exactly nephew, same. your grandson talks to anybody oh absolutely it doesn't care he's just like hi and then starts <laughs> saying things and like that is like this is one of those we talked about doing the right thing on the last podcast for me that is my right thing is to be the first willing to take the fall mm-hmm. and just start doing that and i'm getting better at it. i'm not where i want to be yet but I want to be that person who's willing to take the fall and just say hi to people and start telling them like, just, you know, like interacting with them. Like I've known them my whole freaking life and get everybody to do that with everybody all the time. Yeah. You know, we talked about, um, 
how how kids do that. They're, they'll just, oh my, my brother's got a bike. That you know, this one that somebody said to one of us, um, and how we spend so much of our time calculating how our words are going to come out and what the effect's going to be. That by the time we finish calculating what's the best way to say what we want to say, the moment is gone. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you just calculate. I got to I gotta say it right. What if I say this? What if I say that? That is like, oh, man, it's I've done that so many times and never any action has resulted from it. That is what kills you. That That's what kills me. That, that'll cause me to just shrivel up and die. Every time I think about doing something and I don't act on it, that kills me a little bit on the inside. I'm like, nope, I'm going to die if I keep doing this. I had a dream last night, multiple dreams. One of the dreams was that I forgot my checked luggage with all of Michael's stuff. <laughs> um, the other one is that I was at like a restaurant or something and the waitress came up and I said, I just, apropos of nothing, I said, I said, oh, I like you. I don't know if you have a boyfriend, but I'm going to give you my phone number. <laughs> But that is really the way I want to be with everybody. You know, like, not necessarily asking everybody out, but, like, what is the social... It's so weird. It's like we've been trained to feel bad for the things that we really want. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've been been trained to, to think that wanting something is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be greedy. Don't to and we've also been trained to believe that we have nothing to offer. Don't be conceited. Don't be, you know, don't be too proud of yourself. Don't brag on yourself. Um we've been trained to do so many things that put a layer of, you know, gunk on top of us that keeps our light from shining and then then we're sent to church where they say let your light shine (laughs) well which is it and i and i think it's let your light shine let your light shine about that song that's a good song that's like one of the first uh cool down songs that she used at the studio that is yeah it was one of the first ones yeah it's a great one the yeah I, I that's yeah that's that's what I want to <laughs> that's what I want to do my hair is itchy right now <laughs> it's a good thing we're not filming the whole thing today <laughs> okay well I don't really have any thoughts left on travel do you uh, uh just that I hope you have a really good trip in Japan thank you and I'm a little disturbed that you didn't tell me that Michael and his wife were pregnant and that they've already had that baby <laughs> what's well, the, I thought I told you uh, I don't think so his name's Leo Leo yeah yeah, well, that's cool. So you'll take lots of pictures and... Yeah, I'm going to yeah. take some good pictures for them and also some good video. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, tell them I said congratulations and hug that baby. Make him smile. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. Thank you for listening. We'll have another episode next week. Uh, I don't know what the topic's going to be, but even though I'm going to be gone, we'll still have the episode. Uh, see you next time. Bye.